0: To random movie generator with myself, uh, David L, and with the main man, David Jackie Edwards. Absolutely, it's a pleasure to be
1: here, sir. Um, Are you feeling scintillated cinematically? I am feeling cinematically scintillated like a rare steak on a barbecue, hot on both sides and tender in the middle.
0: I had a I had a steak on a barbecue this week really
1: god you're living it up aren't you that's proper neighbour. Ram- i think steak on a barbecue that's proper
0: ramsay street neighbor's appetite i've only do you know i've only had three or four in my whole life i quite liked it
1: does it take a while to cook a, a steak on a barbecue i imagine? didn't cook it oh right was it um the lady in the house cooking the steak or was it were you with a friend Oh, lovely, Lo- with a woman. friend Did you
0: say
1: with a friend? I said all with a friend. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) No, sorry. That's quite bizarre, wasn't it? Who's a friend? Three's a crowd, Dave. Three's a crowd. (laughs) Roger Moore, I can imagine wandering out into the patio with your silk dressing gown. Is my steak ready, please?
0: (laughs) Holding Uh, your silver
1: fork in the air. Getting ready to uh, munch down.
0: Well, today, David, is a special random movie generator. It's
1: quite a, a, a... a filmic landmark, isn't it? It's a filmic landmark.
0: I don't think we'll find a, a bigger landmark. Well, I think in five years' time, when you look back at this podcast and you look at the episodes, you'll go, "This is the one." This is absolutely. The one. And why is this the one, though? Could you, for anyone new to the pod, why is this the episode?
1: This is uh, a big, fat nostalgia pill in the form of a fifth and final. It's got to be a final one now. That's what I
0: mean. It's the final.
1: I mean, there's no way Mr. Four could do another one. Do you know what I mean? It's as simple as that.
0: Indiana Jones. Could you say that again? And then can we just have a bit of silence after that sentence?
1: The fifth and scientifically, you know, end... F- film to the Indiana Jones franchise. Simple as that. It's come to an
0: end. This is a full Can we stop. have the silence after the sentence? Just so it really lands. So say it again or yeah, just yeah. be silent. I don't know. Got to <laughs> get it right. Got to get it right. Say it again. Here we go. It just felt quite... It felt like a big moment, that, when you said that.
1: Let's get some poignancy going in the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. This is the fifth and final Indiana Jones Film, because uh, Indiana Harrison Ford is now eighty years old, and as much as Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, would like another Indiana Jones film, you know, physically, God has only given us so much time on this earth, and also he signed a Marvel contract now, so he's pretty much sucked into doing a who, Marvel. Who um Harrison Ford? He, he's he's going to be playing. Why a Marvel would you sign character. a Marvel contract at eighty? I I guess if they're putting it under your nose you know you've got to put ink on it Uh,
0: why not okay I mean anyway let's not focus on this he's got
1: two TV shows as well hasn't he he's got Shwinking Brett Goldstein's TV show and he's got um, the other one part of the Sheridan uh, Yellowstone Universe prequel uh, the cowboy TV show that's really popular so he's more busy than he's ever been
0: it's quite incredible but this is the final ever Indiana Jones movie. This is the movie, possibly in your top three movies of all time. You've got a t-shirt with Harrison Ford all oh, over it. Oh God,
1: yeah. I mean, Raiders of the Lost is the franchise movie for me. Do you know what I mean? It's just it goes without saying.
0: It's um hundred percent. Can mean, you for anyone new to the podcast? Can you try and explain to them what Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones means to you?
1: It's the um culture mythology that saturated my brain you know i think at at some point you, you know you're introduced to something really young and it kind of um it's part of your fantasy world it's where you escape if you want to be really pretentious it probably is my notion of what masculinity is you know if you have like a sort of um fake notion of what a man should be part of you knows that's just a complete you know fabrication but um that's what you're kind of aspiring to. You know, I've sometimes looked at myself in the mirror and not even known it, but subconsciously tried to dress like Indiana Jones.
0: Okay, let's stop there. How?
1: Um, wearing um, khaki trousers and going around with a satchel and um, trying continuously to pull off leather jackets and hats and things like that. And my brother said to me a few times... Have you got
0: a brown satchel? Um, I've got a black satchel that I... um. Okay, let's start with the brown one. Um, Does he have a black satchel or a brown one?
1: It's kind of like a, a muddy brown one. It's, it's, it's a tank. It's a military tank satchel he
0: has. Would you like one for Christmas? Oh, God, yes. Bloody right. Would you like me to buy you one for Christmas? A muddy brown military military
1: don't don't start that verbal contract sir because i'll be emailing you every day as a reminder you know it might be june but come december i would like a satchel to put my treasures
0: in have you ever dressed as indiana jones or tried to and thought do you know what i'm not far off today oh god yeah
1: several times what you've pulled it off um, oh only in a demented manner that I've looked in the mirror and then um usually I'll find myself in reflections in TVs or in windows and think, oh well, yeah, you know, here he comes. But then I'll see myself in a proper mirror and it reveals reality. Which is what? Um just a sort of lanky man with a pale face trying to look like Indiana Jones. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of just a hideous elephant-sized reality pill. And it's like, you know. At best, I think, you know, maybe just wear the short round baseball
0: cap, because that's probably more fitting, really. Than I've like. never seen you dress like Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's a case of um I'll You not up... dressed like him now, are you, without me knowing? No, God no, this is just a, a t-shirt and a cardigan type of thing. Yeah.
1: But I'll um yeah. I'll buy things and I'll realise that um boy, that's just you trying to wear an Indiana Jones brown shirt. I've got lots of shirts that have got like the safari look on it type of thing you know the, the big like pockets and i don't buy it thinking oh that's indiana jones but subconsciously there's obviously me trying to create the pattern it's like a spider tries to create a web without even knowing it i try to become an archaeologist with a ball whip without knowing it
0: have you ever gone to asda or tesco's dressed as indiana jones or or your version of it without anyone knowing Um, Well,
1: sometimes it's without even me knowing until someone points it out that, you know, why have you got... Like, for instance, one thing I used to always do was wear my satchel, without even knowing it, under my jacket. So I'd have the satchel over one uh, shoulder and then my jacket over it. You haven't got your
0: satchel in the house, have you?
1: Um, No, it's in my car, unfortunately. It's a Puma one. Then I have a small one, a pouch. A Puma one? (laughs) yes so it's just like a um so i don't But actually, that's
0: not indiana a no.
1: Satchel, no but I, I won't actually think to myself right i'm going to be um indiana jones but i'll look at all the bags but i'll only i'll always come away with a satchel so it won't be like right i'm going to be indiana jones okay. but i could get all these different bags i think i've got one it's satchel i could probably get
0: to indiana jones
1: yeah i think i've got one satchel that i wear I could probably get if you want me to um, show you. Oh, that honestly, that would be a ama- mate. Oh, it's thanks. It's a very dude. small one. It's not whatever. Not often,
0: you know. uh, it's just nice knowing you buy satchels. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so this is quite a special um, episode, everybody. I, I think we're going to talk about Indiana Jones for a fair whack, and then David's going to review last week's movie, and then we'll do the, uh, the random movie generator. So we might not do any tips and whatnot today, but so uh, there one. we go.
1: Quite
0: a large one. Okay. So, it's so David's ideal. showing his black. And then that is a small one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sort of like a, a man bag.
0: Oh, right. Sort of vibe. I won't, I
1: won't be
0: a... Yeah. So David's just showed us uh, a large black sort of leather bag, sort of shoulder bag, and, and then sort of a man bag. But they are kind of indiana jones satchel-esque
1: they're satchel-esque type of thing, so it's not like me literally um in cosplay mode 24 7 there's a guy on twitter though who does dress like harrison ford all the time and he just takes photos of himself in asda and stuff and sometimes i just respect that and i just think just go for it i just think why don't i just dress as indiana jones instead of like flirting with it with um satchels just go you know just get yourself a fedora and um and just just you know
0: Yeah. Actually, would you then be the madman in, in Chichester? Probably.
1: Do you know what I mean? Probably completely nuts, a bit overly self-conscious. And also, sometimes I look at these people on YouTube who are just obsessed by Indiana Jones. And when you watch it from afar, you do think to yourself there's an element of mental illness attached here. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got to find a line. You've got to get a stick and put a line in the sand. And perhaps also, you know... Um, I don't know you know watch a Ninja Turtle film mix it up a bit it can't all just be about one man and a whip
0: this feels quite poignant this episode are you mentioning did you see that is it Radio 1 film reviewer who interviewed Harrison Ford oh uh, Plum isn't it um... and and he seemed to I don't know if he did tear up but he seems to suggest he teared up uh, yes he teared up at Cannes as well didn't he he's got very tearful recently <laughs> wouldn't you
1: oh yeah it's the end of a landmark isn't it massively the end of a end life. of a period a, end of a life enormously and, and you know um star wars is part of an ensemble blade runner wasn't immediately embraced but um indiana jones was his proper star vehicle people massively embraced it it's one of the most endeared characters ever within cinema Um, and uh, it's all down to his charisma isn't it it's almost like Daniel Craig with James Bond it's like you know yes it's like got an over 100 million dollar budget but you are really going there just to see one man's charisma melt the screen
0: yeah So last night you went to watch the new movie, which is called, is it Dial of Destiny? It certainly is, sir. You went with Ryan? I certainly did. How much did you think about the movie? Because I I went to pick the boys up yesterday from school about half two, quarter three, and I was thinking about you at work and whether you were thinking about the evening ahead. Oh, that's kind of you for me to be in your thoughts. That's very good of you sometimes you're um, in my thoughts as I fall fall to sleep fall drop off to sleep at night. That is that's in a, a, a dirty beautiful way, just in a No,
1: absolutely. There's no dirt in there. It's as clean as the Queen's kitchen table type of the when she was alive. Yeah. But um Well yeah, I was continually trying to calm myself
0: down and just don't you know How? So what were you thinking and then how did you react to those thoughts?
1: um dave it's only a film don't work yourself up you know you're just gonna ruin your evening any small thing's gonna trigger you and get irritated you've been here before you know um with these big sequel nostalgia films stop trying to make the film in your head it's not gonna be that you didn't make the movie be realistic the filmmakers you know we've only just come out of covid you know, there's a lot of production responsibilities come towards us as like an adult. Stop talking to yourself at the vending machine. Absolutely, about Indiana Jones. Keep your inner monologue in your head. Don't start verbalizing it to the dinner ladies. Do you know what I mean? It's just um,
0: it's shit. And what? How much of you would think? Were you were you looking forward to seeing Ryan getting your treats? getting your your rice cakes trying to calm myself
1: down because even things like if it's a big film even if Ryan doesn't fulfill my expectations I can get ratty like um, uh, a case of um, uh, are you looking forward to that scene What, what scene's that oh he obviously hasn't looked at the film reviews he's not taking this as seriously as me I'm not saying that's that's what will go through my head. I'm not saying I'd embrace that thinking. I'd be thinking to myself, "Dave, don't think that." But I'll be very on edge and have high expectations. Yeah, don't ruin me. my
0: evening, Ryan. I'm excited. Don't bring your gloom.
1: Or just like normal, lower normal energy height along. You know, you should come. You should be <laughs> bounding along to me like you've just taken several lines of cocaine. Like your you know, Al Pacino in Scarface pre-chainsaw scene in the toilet do you know what I mean it's kind of um
0: so, so, wait, like, so were you thinking I hope Ryan's up for this because uh, I'm going to be up for it I hope Ryan is or it's more of a case of however Ryan appears you've just got to accept
1: it it's almost as I like I went for like a zen <laughs> buddhism what you are i went for like a zen buddhism kind of like russell brand afternoon of just trying to calm myself down because i could just because the things i've lived in my brain now for 45 years and indiana no, Jones, yeah you have,
0: haven't yeah yeah
1: i have five years in this sort of this bizarre muscle thing hmm. that exists in this skull box called my bra my head and um couldn't even work out what it was there for a second this thing that balances on my shoulders and yeah. I, that Indiana Jones 5 <laughs> could be an antidote to Nirvana for me
0: or absolute dystopia disaster. But you know, if you detach yourself, that it's never going to recreate those feelings from when you were 10. You know that. 100%, 100%, 100%. But you want a drag of that heroin spliff, don't you? Just oh, one
1: lot of time. Massive, massively, massively. 100%, 100%. It goes
0: without saying. And you don't you don't want Ryan to go, Oh, this heroin spliff doesn't really taste real. it's not giving me any buzz dang. I mean,
1: yeah. Or oh, a lot of the time I'll just project onto him. So he won't be saying that. Ugh. But he'll just oh, I don't mean project in a in an in a um biological right. I mean but just projecting. I don't know why I'm going there. I'm projecting now on you for saying that. I'm projecting, projecting whilst I'm projecting. <laughs> but it's a case of um <laughs> A case of, he perhaps doesn't have the same high energy that I am. Like, oh, apparently John Williams is 91 now. Oh, is he? Well, yeah, it, you know, that's quite an interesting fact. He's 91. Like, I'm expecting him to be kind of like, God, I, I sound like a psychopath now, but this is just No, the fact.
0: no, no, not at all. We're all thinking these things, aren't um, we? In, in and it's there. a case
1: of, um, you know, um, not having the reactions.
0: That I so expect- if I went last night with you and you said, oh, apparently John Williams is 91, and I'd go, oh, is he really? Wow. Would you have gone, oh. Well, that's not a bad reaction you gave. Then that will be enough. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, okay. What do you want? Do you want um? Do you want crisps or would you go? I've just told you about bloody John Williams, David. I'd
1: be like deep breath, Dave. Would you really? It depends on what um. If I was in the middle of an Indiana Jones fact and then you stopped me to ask me if I wanted crisps,
0: can we do that now? Yeah, you have to, and how you might react?
1: Okay. But the budget for the entire film was uh, three hundred. Mi- sorry, do you want crisps or not? Yeah, um, yeah, that's very kind of you to um, offer me some crisps. Oh, sorry, yeah. what were you saying? Um, it, basically, the Indiana Jones. The budget, the actual I've got production. My brand, wallet. That's uh, yeah. Okay. Is it in the car? Is it? Um...
0: Oh no, I've got my wallet. Oh, that's good. sorry. The, sorry, what were you saying, David? Oh,
1: it's just um, it's just an important element. It'll make you enjoy the film a bit more, in the sense that the budget of the actual Is movie. The you sorry, what flavors? Doesn't matter, mate. I'm kidding. I'm only playing around. Flavors, flavors of crisps. I'll have a um. Uh, have you got a having. problem with me? No, 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 no. God, no. I'm playing around. It's pre-cinema banter. I'll have bacon. Thank you for buying me the crisps. I've got bacon. Um. Well, what have they got? Uh, I've cheese and chives. What chive. was this
0: fact you were telling me about? It this doesn't fucking matter. Budget. It doesn't.
1: I've forgotten about it already. It does not matter whatsoever. Let's just have the crisps. And we'll so move you, from when you there. saw
0: where, where do you meet Ryan when you go? Do you meet, there, I meet like, him
1: like, in the car park?
0: Oh. And so when you first saw him last night, did you go? He's on my wavelength. He's feeling what I'm feeling.
1: Uh, no, unfortunately, because he had toothache. Um, and he had IBS. And at one point, we weren't going to watch the film, and we were going to hold off and watch it next week. And we are going to go and watch the Jennifer Lawrence comedy instead. And he said, um, no, 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 it's fine. Next week, nothing will be perfect. It'll just be another problem. I'll be okay. I'll be able to relax. And it was okay. He managed to take some Neurofem Plus and he was all right.
0: Yeah, but that must have annoyed you. Although you're sort of sympathetic... That must have made you go. You're ruining my. That tooth is ruining my evening. Oh, 100%, not your fault, but it's ruining it. Yeah, it's an inner struggle. It's an inner
1: wrestle in my head. There's like it's child and parent constantly having a conversation. It's I look like I'm having a conversation with Ryan, but I'm having a conversation with David was
0: Junior and David was Senior. But I'm with you there. You're all pumped up to watch this this big movie, and someone comes along with a. Like an aching molar.
1: Let's remember, it was only two weeks ago that I had a wisdom tooth removed and I was in a hell of a lot of pain and I had to go back to the dentist to actually have it seen to because my side of my mouth was just in utter agony. So you would have thought if anyone could empathise if someone had a toothache, it was me. But But you couldn't. I was like, for fuck's sake. You know, it's probably because you haven't been cleaning your teeth or you've been eating too much sugar or whatever. Look after your fucking teeth. (laughs) You know what I mean? And this is a man that was in a dentist surgery literally just two weeks ago having his wisdom tooth removed. But I'm terrible with empathy. I just can't empathize with another human being. It's just like, and also this is my Friday night. I've been waiting yeah. a long time for this. Yeah, I've had
0: five days. I've been building up to this fucking movie, mate. And if you're, you've are you got a problem with your tooth, don't come. Tell me early on so I can come, I can prepare for the movie. Am I right, David? hundred percent. Well, to the extent that and I And then, then say... I can come with Lewis or Leslie or... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely.
1: Tim and Bill, definitely, a hundred percent. And that's why we're thinking about... Um, I, I said, let's see the Jennifer Lawrence film. And I wasn't joking. Let's check that
0: out. Oh yeah, but that must have been a moment. No, I was like, that I no. oh, will ju- oh it's okay, we'll just go and see the Jennifer Lawrence movie. I,
1: I meant it in the sense that um I don't I don't wanna cash my chips in too early. I absolutely meant that big time and also I thought to myself you get less idiots in the cinema and also there's this really bizarre part of me that there's a there's a part of me that doesn't want to spend all my chips and at some point the idea of Indiana Jones 5 not watching it but waiting for it is more exciting than the actual watching of it and there's a part of my psyche
0: that actually would Um, you know, put it off for a little while longer. Well, I've I've listened to about 119 podcasts this week about Man United buying Mason Mount. Am I going to watch his debut game? Nah. God, that is so relevant (laughs) to my thinking and psyche and the way I
1: live my life. Nah, not interested in
0: watching him play.
1: That's so weird. That is just so... Exactly how I more and more live my life. 100%. Oh right, yeah,
0: the six out of ten game, rubbish. Anyway, let's listen to the podcast when they talk about his six out of ten game.
1: It's just um insane the amount of TV shows that I hear about and know about, and I can talk about in at work about, but I've never actually watched. It's just ridiculous because I'm interested. I've seen episode one, listened to all the reviews and the interviews. And then, um, yeah, it's all about the hype. You realize that the marketing and the trailers and the posters and the interviews and the the hype is more important than the actual thing.
0: Richard Temple says, watching live on YouTube, welcome Richard Temple, and everybody else watching, Richard Temple says, the joy of anticipation. Oh
1: God, without anticipation, where would we be nowhere? Anticipation is what keeps, um, keeps the soul cooking, Captain. 100%, 100%.
0: So you meet, you meet uh, Ryan in the car park. Um, you get over your little Ryan's okay. He's up for it though, isn't he? He's up for watching yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I think his IBS kind of um, sorted itself out. He didn't really mention it again. And I think his, his tooth was better. Definitely.
0: Okay. So you got already got your tickets or you get your tickets? I get my tickets. are you risking it? Just turning up, getting your tickets late?
1: Well, yeah, I was suddenly a bit um, worried about that type of thing, um, but I wasn't sure what showing we were going to watch uh, exactly, so I didn't want to actually uh, buy them and then find out because there's loads of showings of Indiana Jones Five.
0: You know, it's the big film this weekend. It's the cinema buzzing. Do you sense a, a difference, like people queuing, people sort of outside having?
1: What well, I literally. Um, sped walk to the cinema and I think that annoyed Ryan a bit because he's got toothache and IBS but I was like sorry mate I'm just going to walk up ahead and there was no one there the whole foyer was completely empty I don't know because it was a slightly earlier showing what time it was straight after work so it was 6 o'clock immediately after work I went there it was empty it was literally me and two other blokes and I um, ran past them to get to the um, counter before them and that
0: was it What do you think that, why do you think that is? I I do not know. I have no... um... What about when you came out? Was it busy? That's a good point. But then again,
1: no, not particularly. No. Oh, my God. The thing is, it's doing well in America. Already it's made um, a good amount of money because it came out on Wednesday. So they haven't got the, um, they're hoping it it to make 60 to 70 million over the weekend. But um, it's at least made near to 10 million already. And it's not even the weekend yet. So it's got potential.
0: Right, so you get to the cinema. There's no one there. You're with Ryan. Ryan's got a grumbling tooth. You get your tickets. Now let's talk Sweeties.
1: Sweeties, I treated myself in a big way. I got a large box of white chocolate covered um, Oreos. And I kept them in the fridge and then put them in an ice cream cooler bag in the boot of my Skoda. So they're very hard. And the um, white chocolate shell just crunches in your mouth. And they are heroin. They are literally heroin. I remember the last time I had them, I was watching Sonic with my um, nephew. And there was a part of me thinking, these are too good for him. I need to have these all to myself. I didn't do that. I still shared them with him, but there was a legitimate voice in my head that actually said, these need to be mine. Because they really are intense. They're intense. (laughs) These need to be mine. I'm not putting on like a sort of mock voice. They are properly, properly, they're a kiss. They're not just, you're not just biting into something. It's just a real experience. And, um, they were, they were distracting me a bit, because I thought, am I going to have them now? No, have them during the
0: second act. I like the idea of your nephew looking up at you while you're eating. and These need to be mine. Oh, absolutely. Simple as that.
1: Because we had half each, we are watching Sonic, and, um... It was mario it was one of those computer game adaptations and i was just like god he introduced them to me as well i was like hey, if you want them you can have them you know i was like god yeah mate your your taste buds are, are firm and ready aren't they bloody hell you, you ain't messing around
0: <laughs> bread burp says you learnt your lesson from the wisdom tooth though. yep very true <laughs> quite right absolutely <laughs> Learnt my lesson from the wisdom so tooth how, many, how is an oreo like that that size
1: yeah, it's about um, the size of a pirate's eye patch type of thing. Well, that literally would be the size. And it's covered in white chocolate. It's not just got a white um, cream bit in the centre. It's actually covered in white chocolate. Um, so, yeah, it's covered in white chocolate. Are you there, Captain? He's, he's, he's there for me. I sometimes dream about these... It's about the size of the pipe, but it literally is. It's not like an eyeball. It would go over an eye, eye patch. And I sometimes bizarrely think I got so into them once eating them in in a cinema. I only have them every now and then that, um, I even dreamed how they make them. And I could imagine them going down a massive conveyor belt, these Oreos and then going into a river of white
0: chocolate and then coming out. Do you know what I mean? You just think, God. God. and then, because they can, you can you just. Can you just talk about that, what you dream about? And I'm, I just I just want to spend like 30 seconds just imagining that delicious image. Okay, here we go.
1: A big factory, for some reason, in the north of Britain, in Bristol. Is that the north or is that the middle of Britain? I don't know, but somewhere <laughs> away from <laughs> the south. Not, in the north, not the north of Britain. <laughs> edit that out. That's okay. the sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On, yeah.
0: On... Uh, of course. I won't edit that out. That's unfair telling me how to edit no that is unfair <laughs> it's good of you to edit I shouldn't be giving you edit pointers like I'm
1: with Scott in an edit bay sort of thing um, but that's the sort of thing someone from Celebrity Love Island would, would say isn't it getting yeah. geography wrong where in is Bristol Yorkshire where, where is Bristol? Bristol is in Yorkshire but I'm, this this factory Bristol yeah. is in the Midlands <laughs> where the fuck is Bristol then <laughs> get that get that out Dave you can't have me getting geography wrong like that that's just terrible You are the editor. It's up to you. Your (laughs) final cut. You have final cut, sir. No,
0: it's fine. I don't know where some places
1: are. Where's Bristol then? Is it near London? I don't know where the
0: fuck it is.
1: (laughs) Terrible. Arden Animation is in Bristol, isn't it? That's all I know. That's where Nick Park lives there. Oh,
0: flipping hell. Where is Bristol
1: then? (sighs) It's on the. Is it. Where is it then? So it's near. um... It's like Bristol, Leeds, Manchester, isn't it? That kind of...
0: Yeah, that'll do. Right, so... No, where is in it the then? North d- of London. D- just so north, I have... North of London in Bristol, yeah.
1: Do tell me where Bristol is, just so I... F- for future um, reference.
0: It's over there. It's west of it. Oh, west country. That'll do.
1: There we go, there we go. Move on. Um... Bristol's near Scotland. But Scotland is in the north of England. Uh, that's in the north. No, it's
0: not near to Scotland. I was
1: going to say you've confused me now. Flipping egg. Right. Let's get this whole oh, oh, reality. i this
0: Oreo factory.
1: Okay, Oreo factory. It's in Yorkshire. It's a big factory. Um, you know, big steel um, structure. And you've got this massive conveyor belt, and it is littered with Oreo biscuits, and um, they go all the way down this um, conveyor belt, and there's just a lake of white chocolate, basically it's the sort of massive layer white chocolate that Sean Connery would um, drown a, uh, a villain in you know and he'd say he'd do a one line like oh I hope you've got a sweet tooth type or of thing. Una Stubbs would be nude in yeah absolutely totally and utterly you know it'd be the first Bond film to get a 12 certificate because you've got a naked white chocolate woman in it and um and then they come out and they're just absolutely white chocolate-fied and then you've got like um, hair dryers, not literal hair dryer, but like a hair dryer thing that dries them, and then you've just got to have um, all these women with hair nets on, you know, these Julie Water lookalikes, and they've signed a contract that they can't eat these Oreos how could you not, for God's sake it'd be Oreo R.I.P wouldn't it, but then yeah. they've got to put them
0: in their boxes. I their love c- the, the, the image of them just coming down the conveyor oh. belt, and the conveyor belt's nice and clean. It's oh, shiny, it's lovely, shiny and clean. And they come down, they just, yeah, blub blub blub, and there's actual and then they little come out bubbles, and it's a little wet film of white chalk. Blip, 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 blip. oh Absolutely. Anyway, you had a big old bag of those in the cinema Massive, last night. Massive,
1: and they come in a lovely box. It's very civilised. What are they you,
0: called? White chocolate Oreos? They're white
1: chocolate Oreos. I might even buy some more today. That's why I don't buy them, because you fall off the wagon and you want the next hit. And not, that, David? Yeah, I like them. I like them massively. White chocolate Oreos? There's almost like a libido energy. It's not Belgian it, white chocolate-coated co- Oreos, is it? No, no, it's just white chocolate chocolate-covered Oreos. I'll see if I can find them. I found them. Yeah, they, they are, um...
0: Fucking hell, they look rank. Really? You you are joking with me, <laughs> well... aren't you? Okay, I'm looking at them now.
1: I guess we all live in our little Truman Show, our own little subjective prison of reality, but,
0: um... Oh, bloody hell, they look sugary, David. How many you... in a box?
1: Um... Well, I remember having at least six and then well, seven... no no this is when i shared it with my nephew i remember having six and that not being enough i think it's about 12 we had we went to aldi and they were quite cheap there and um because it was me my dad and my um and my nephew and my dad said you two can go off and you can buy as many snacks as you want and um, we kept coming back to him and said, well, we bought our snacks. And he said, that's too many. And we had to stop putting some back and coming back. And in the end, we he had some Oreo biscuits and some popcorn, I mean, you don't tell two, I was going to say two kids, two, two men or a boy and a man, you can have as many snacks as you want. And then, you know, you kept coming back. So all but anyway, I've gone off subject there. <laughs> you, what was your question? <laughs> I really have gone off subject there, didn't I? Flip at that. Forget about Bristol. I couldn't even work that out. I was like, "Why am I talking about that?" <laughs> uh, yeah, there's twelve in a pack. Simple
0: as that. Just focus on the packs. maths, not the, right, not the family Sorry, and what? Just want to know what did Ryan have sweets or did he didn't actually? Uh, he usually has a lager in the cinema. I didn't even have that last no, night. No, well, so, I okay, so uh, he's a dicky tummy and a yes, toothache. That's a absolutely. crap way to watch a film. He like seemed
1: that. okay later on. He seemed. Okay. I said to him, I said to him every now and then, "You okay?" Sort of thing. He said, yeah, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine."
0: Right. So you got your tickets. You got your sweets. That's all you've got. Oreos last night. Oh God, no!
1: I got a um. It's slightly annoying that there was loads of hype about you could get an Indiana Jones cup and an Indiana Jones popcorn container. I went to Cineworld World and they didn't have it. Annoyingly, um, and they said to me, "Oh, do you still want it though?" And I, and I had. Is elemental. They had an elemental cup and popcorn box, so I just went with that. But it was annoying because the Indiana Jones popcorn box is like a um, uh, a treasure box filled with popcorn, and the uh, the drink cup is a giant fedora. And um, they didn't have it though, annoyingly. So right. that was a bit of a potential toddler tantrum in the
0: foyer. By relaxed, you didn't. You weren't going to have a tantrum over that, were you? Well,
1: yeah, I sort of wanted that. I sort of imagined it on top of my fridge afterwards. Well, I would never have a tantrum, because a tantrum with a grown man is like the beginning of an episode of The Bill. Do you know what I mean? It's GBH. You can't literally start stamping your feet on the floor. They'll just get a mace spray out, you know what I mean? Do you know what
0: happened to me in the week? No, what happened? Oh, my God, this guy went absolutely mad at me in that. I was taking the boys to school. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no, I won't bother. No, 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 I'm interested in this. It, I was I was playing, um, I got in the car, said so it's the boys, right, you can choose the songs on the way to school. So they chose a couple of songs. And then we were approaching the school, and we were sat in a traffic jam like that. And um, I, I, that's it, I was playing Boxer Beat by Joe Smooth. And you'll be doing the Boxer Beat. Boxer beat, boxer beat, boxer beat, (laughs) boxer beat. God, all three of you just doing
1: that together. Well,
0: I played it too, so I thought, oh, I think you're like this. Oh, brilliant! And they went the air like this. So we were. So I had, I right, I had it on 19 on the, which was quite loud, but not that loud. It was on 19. That's fair enough. Sat in a little queue on this 30 mile an hour road. Sat in a queue. So we just sat there stationary, and I thought, right, what next? What's the next song to put on? I was looking on my phone. <laughs> Bloke stood right by the window. I went, oh fuck, oh shit, something oh, wrong with the
1: b- car. Why the window?
0: Yeah. So oh shit, something's wrong with the car. Fuck. I, just, I thought I'd seen smoke, or so I just uh, put the window down. You're playing your music so loud. You're on the phone approaching a school with fucking children in the back. Fucking sort it out. Oh, my God. And he walked... I was just like...
1: Is he the father of one of the children at the school?
0: No. So he looked like this typical Totnesian... Someone from Totnes, uh, hippie. He was about 58 years old long grey hair his ponytail went down to his asshole that's how long it was and he was wearing linen and he looked like a fucking state (laughs) but he said that in front of my boys my boys are just I bet was a nightmare it was horrible it was we were having such fun and then and then he said that in front of the boys anyway
1: no that's a nightmare isn't it that's it sounds like he had serious issues anyway I mean I I'm not the fashion police, but it doesn't sound ideal, does it? Linen and a
0: ponytail. But when you shout it out, like, you're right, that was like the start of an episode of The Bill. Because then I get out, I go up to him and I'm like, oof, oof, and he's, oof, oof. and then I, he falls in the road, you got your episode of The Bill.
1: Flipping it. And then you get your kids out and say, you know, this is what happens, you know, this is what, you know. You know, uh, no one talks to dad like this. And if anyone talks to you in the playground like this, it's about, it's
0: called tough love. Yeah. You know, each punch was a kiss. Honestly, uh, it's, like, it's a t- typical top person who, who is sort of on the outside, anyway, whatever. God, what a right. volcano. It's nothing. I, I do what I'm a, talking about. There are lots of top no, no, I technique. had a
1: chap um, in McDonald's that was um, in, this was two weeks ago. And I was, um, it was after I'd saw Transformers, and I was talking to Ryan about why the Transformer franchise has just gone downhill, and he walked up to me in a suit, and I didn't know he was drunk, and he just said, I've been listening to you for 10 minutes, you talk utter shit.
0: What? Say say that to me again. You were in McDonald's? I was
1: in McDonald's with my friend Ryan, um about three weeks ago, and I was just talking to him about the Transformers franchise. We'd come out of watching Transformers. And I was, you know, just saying why I thought the franchise had lost its way. And this guy came over to me. How I would say mid-30s, in a suit, holding a um, Taché briefcase and a McTasty in the other hand. And he just wandered over to me, straight to my face. And I thought he was going to say something quite civilized, because, well, you know, he looked like Jerry Maguire, you know, like an executive. goes, I've been listening to you for 10 minutes and you just talk utter shit. And the whole restaurant just went silent. And he staggered off. And then he got into a car and drove off. And luckily, one of the women said, um, he was flirting with me earlier. He was clearly drunk. Don't worry, babe. Which
0: made me feel a bit better. That it wasn't Especially just like, with babe tagged on on the end.
1: I know. The whole thing sort of soothed me quite a bit. But, um he was completely done. He got in a car and drove off. I did feel sorry for him, but it stays with you. Doesn't it? Even the next morning I thought, God, that man, you know, verbally attacked me in a public space. It sort of stays with you. You feel quite. It really um,
0: stayed. Well, hence I tell you on the pod with me, oh, I totally stayed with me. Cause then I was like, oh great the boys have experienced that now Thanks i know for that. the thing is though
1: is it's stuff like that that's the real education in life that things can change so abruptly isn't that it? it's, it's a good thing to sort of perhaps experience with your father i know it's a, it's a dark thing but you um it is important stuff like that to be able to process and get through your head that at any moment you can have a um a mentally ill man shout at you and you just got to you know roll with that
0: david so you and ryan walk into the room into the uh the um what do you call it the screening the screen the screening the screening venue what do you call it um auditorium auditorium you walk in there how how big is it and how many people are in there it's a very big cinema and there's basically um
1: You you might have to censor me here. I don't know, so I'm going to be why, very why, open why, about why, this. Why? What? 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 What are you about to say? You know, I st- I'm still slightly Remember worried. Be live that on I, YouTube. I, I oh god, this is very true. I forgot about that. I forgot I'm completely about. I forget <laughs> completely that I'm even doing a podcast when I'm chatting to you. I even forget what that. What were I'm, you about to say? We oh, um, can't say it. No, I can't say it now. I it's, it's completely um not good. I'm going to say. Can you WhatsApp me? um i i can, I can see it in a general manner I usually sit in the the front box of the um the cinema because no one's around me the front box uh the front box the uh the front four seats right in front of the screen yeah like that yeah like that so I get myself give myself whiplash because I feel as though pain and cinema should come together uh, that whereas way whereas Ryan doesn't think that no he doesn't I did offer him because he has ibs and the toothache that he could sit wherever he wanted type of thing um so it makes me sound like a kind hitler you know just just one day you can sit where you want to sit but he was okay sitting there but when i got there which never happens those four rows of seats were taken up by a group of people what were you gonna sit were you gonna have a go at them then I wasn't going to have a go at them, but I was going to assign certain stereotypical expectations towards that social group. And I'm not going to say the social group were, because that would literally, um, I don't want uh, canine defecation put through my letter. But, oh, it's nothing, um, it wouldn't, it, it's nothing politically incorrect to that degree. Do you know what I mean? But you would expect a certain, um, uh, Basically, it was like, you know, are these people just going to be really loud, drunk, and just like a real, real handful type of thing. But they were fine in actual fact. But the idea of having anyone sat in my four rows of seats definitely did trigger me for a second. I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be a nightmare. But um, it was fine. It wasn't an issue. But I'm usually—it's almost like I'm Prince Charles with Camilla, aka Ryan, in the sense that I've got my own little cornered-off royal box. Do you know what I mean? Is that how you There's, see it? Yeah, sort of thing. But Who now i you been invaded, I don't know. I do not know. <laughs> I think I'm going through an identity <laughs> crisis because clearly, if you look at my postcode and bank account, you know I should not have a royal box. A royal box. That's how I kind of see oh, it. Really. David Edwards is here, everybody. <laughs> absolutely that that's that's what goes off in my head there's many a trumpet that goes off in my head but i've got to remember oh, there's a no little
0: tr- carpet rolled out for you oh uh, but that carpet doesn't
1: exist in reality and i need to appreciate that But well, if we push this pod up the charts oh good grief trumpets and red I carpets. It'd got be all a nightmare if you got fame oh yeah i'd definitely be um i'd have yeah. lots of tantrums i'd be yeah. quite a diva <laughs> definitely in the morning
0: and stuff like that yeah it'd be a handful definitely a handful how are you feeling you excited as you walk in
1: yeah uh, it's it's one of the i knew i was anticipating a lot because i usually love trailers i'm a massive trailer fan and i just want to get the trailers done i haven't got time for trailers today let's just get to the main meal. i'm not interested in the starter i just want to get my knife and fork and plow into the roast dinner do you know what I, mean? I don't want garlic bread and I thought, I'd, you know, because you sort of analyze your own thought process. It's like, hold on, Dave. This is a new Barbie trailer. You haven't seen this before. And I think this is a new Mission Impossible trailer. You can focus on Indiana Jones later. But I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not interested in that now. Just give me it. I'm not interested in the stockings. I want the actual uh, Christmas Knickers. present. Yeah, it's like being sexual then i didn't mean a women's stockings i meant um men's, uh, stockings. Absol- um men's stockings as in christmas stockings ones that have uh, chocolate pennies in them <laughs> simple as that i want i want the actual ri- wrapped gifts under the tree i want the main event now time of them
0: <laughs> let's get on with this could you say that again but in a really deep sort of lizardy voice
1: i want the main attraction I want the main event, and I want it now. I'm not messing around anymore. I'm I'm sick of being teased. Just open that box of more teasers, and let's just get down to business. All right.
0: Sorry, could you do that exactly the same way again, but put the odd like like a like a lizard tongue in there?
1: I want the main attraction. I want the main event and I want it now.
0: <laughs> Simple as that. I think I know. I know exactly how you felt. At I'm that in moment.
1: chimpanzee mode. I'm yeah. in chimpanzee, David Attenborough, Blue Planet. This is this why is what,
0: this is why we're on the planet for this oh, little moment. Yeah.
1: Not these like little ideals and like you know, community values. It's like, what can Dave Edwards get out? Of- I want a dopamine hit right now. Thank you very much. I want fireworks going off in my skull and my bum. Absolutely, both bum and skull, hand in hand, hugging each other. I want to forget who I am and just get on with this. I want to be Michael Jordan in mid-flight in the air. You know, in the flow, slam dunk my ass. Yeah, absolutely. Until it's just numb and I don't even have an ass anymore. What have you got? Nothing. I look like I'm just hovering, like I'm in some kind of science fiction film, I, or I'm doing a Michael Jackson moonwalk. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like slinking around the room, type of thing.
0: Are you talking to Ryan at the moment, or are you just like enough now? Focus.
1: Every now and then, I'm saying, "How's your tooth fake? Um, is your IPS oh, okay?" Good of
0: you. Sort of
1: things like that, and. um... Oh, no, I think I'm preparing my food at this point, laying it out so I know where I to get. Oh, I was I was a bit worried that it was too light in the cinema. I kept saying to him, "I hope they're going to turn the lights off." It was very there was way too much light. Honestly, he said, don't worry, I, think, I think I come with
0: the piss bloke in McDonald's. I think I'd be like,
1: "Why don't you shut up?" Yeah, I think Ryan is very, very patient. <laughs> and for me to in any way have any negativity towards his energy levels is that of a psychopath. <laughs> Literally a man who needs Zoom webcam therapy ASAP <laughs> who has got hang ups and issues in a big big way. you know it's not about Harrison Ford, it's about some kind of O C D box that needs to be ticked.
0: Yeah, but I'm with you here. You are on the you're on the precipice. It's where you said at the start, this is the last Indiana this is this is massive for you. This is the last Indiana Jones movie.
1: Well, yeah, you know, we live in a consumer society. You know, what we do is we go out and buy stuff, and this is my best stuff that I enjoy buying.
0: When you watch Last Crusade, you're like, yeah, 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 it's all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there'll be another one. When you watch Crystal Skull, didn't like that, uh, but I know there'll be another one. This is the last one. Absolutely, 100%. As the curtain opens and Pearl and Dean pump out, this is your last Indiana Jones. Can you take us through those first... The, the screen lights up, the trailers are done. How are you feeling? What are you looking at?
1: First of all, um, the first thing I'm looking for is um, the clever introduction of the um, Paramount uh, Mountain, because they always cleverly include that at the beginning of an Indiana Jones film. Like, uh, it's the gold gopher... Um, mound in crystal skull it's a literal mountain raids of lost ark um all those different elements and that's not there at the beginning i'm a bit confused and then i suddenly realized oh disney now own indiana jones not paramount but that wasn't the end of the world it's nice to know that you're-, <laughs> you're losing yourself in the movie i know thing. there yeah. you go straight away it's like you know you can't watch yeah. it again with childlike mm-hmm. eyes it's just like an adult geek isn't it Unfortunately, a bit of a drama evolved, whereby I kind of just thought to myself, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I I just sat there just almost like, basically, I start watching it. And um, it starts off well. Um, The de-aged Harrison Ford. When you say
0: it starts off well, you're you're like, oh.
1: Yeah, it starts off well. But then... A blue spot appears on the screen, and it's a buffering little dot. It's very, very small. It's about the um, the size of maybe like um, a 5p coin or something. But every time the lighting goes black, a white, uh, sorry, a blue dot appears. and I'm like, I can't do that. I was saying to Ryan, is that blue? Can you see a blue dot? And he goes, yeah, I can see a blue dot. And he says, it'll probably go in a minute, just relax. And it just would not go. Did he tell you to relax? Yeah, I "I just can't believe this is happening. I just can't believe it. So I leave the cinema whilst the film's going on, and I have to get an
0: usher, bring her... Hang on a minute, hang on, this is huge. By the way, we're not doing movie reviews, we're not doing any of that. This is a special all on its own. I'm going to have to edit it and put it out this week, because this is extraordinary. You get up off your seat and you walk into the... Uh, what do you say? I just, I just can't believe this is...
1: I was almost having an existential crisis like is this a prank or something it's like I've tried to keep myself calm this whole cinema visit and now we have the most ridiculous IT issue ever and also I know it's like Lord of the Flies in that cinema foyer in the sense that everyone is a teenager it's like flipping yellow jackets you just got a bunch of 17 year old kids out there there's only one adult and he's always in the staff room every time I'm trying to find him and he just sat there reading a Jean Le Carre book It's just a nightmare. And I, yeah. I, I say to this girl, yeah. I say, "Listen, there's a massive blue dot on the screen," and she goes, "Well, can you show it to me?" And you know what's going to happen when we go into the cinema, and I stand there. It's not going to be there. It's not there, and I'm missing the film, and I'm waiting oh to see a blue God.
0: dot. This is hell.
1: It's absolute hell, and I'm trying to not have a massive tantrum with this 18 year old a-level student and and i do keep it cool and then luckily she does see the blue spots and um how many
0: many other people in this room with you watching it
1: um about eight or nine and and do you
0: feel like everyone's a little bit pissed off with it
1: no they're just getting on with it but i said but ryan seems to be annoyed And um, they're noisily eating their popcorn, but I'm like going with that because it's a cinema. It's the year 2023. People's cinema etiquette has just vanished. But, you know, the idea... And it's buffering. It's bloody circling around, this blue dot. And um, she goes off, and she goes, I'll sort it out. It stops buffering, but now it's just frozen, this blue spot. But it does go when there's light. And in the end, I had to get up again and I find the girl, and she's laughing with her friends, not at me, but part of me is thinking, is she laughing at you? Because there's always that paranoia, isn't there, with young people. Should
0: we do that, that? You come over. <laughs> 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 no, he said that. <laughs> no way. S- sorry, guys, guys. No, he guys. said that to no, me. Like, what? So, what? Sorry, guys. Just, yeah, uh,
1: very quickly, that blue spot we spoke about oh. earlier.
0: No, well, it's the bloke you said. Yeah, there, I don't... D- oh, yeah, right, yeah. him, is so, it? Yeah.
1: Sorry about that. I don't want to bring it up. Who is your granddad? But, he's um, the bloke,
0: huh? He's the bloke who came up to me and said about the blue spot spinning
1: Oh, it's around. him, is it? Well, yeah. it's it, him, is it? Yeah. The, just to... Um, the blue spot stopped spinning, but it's still right. on the actual What's he screen. talking about, blue spot? What do you want me to do about it? It's all right, just have a chat with the actual manager. The actual... No, oh, um, he's, he's
0: in there
1: reading his book. Yeah, I know where the staff room is. I've been there before. Um, oh, come on.
0: Come on, Sally.
1: I've, well, I've never worked here. I have worked in cinemas before, so I've got an no idea Just the leave, him, Sally, leave him, Sally. Leave him, Sally. You've got a like, lot going no, on. No, 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 just very oh, quickly. It, honestly. Sorry, i Just very quickly. Who is quickly he? Who is he? The, I'm missing oh, the actual film.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, can I speak to the manager? Briefly? No, he's in there. He's
0: reading his book. Yeah, she, just so him, she just, just told, told you that. He's in there. She just told you that. What's going
1: on? Sorry, I don't want to disturb what you're in the middle of, but I'm just at the beginning of Indiana Jones. There seems to be like a. There seems to be a, a blue spot on the screen. Okay, so time... this what happened?
0: You got the manager out?
1: Yes. And um, he went and had a look at it. And um, he said, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, I can't
0: stop and start the film again because no one How else... How much time have you missed here? Like five minutes?
1: Yeah, I'd say oh, about... the whole um, thing's buggered. About, um, it's all right. I could get back into it. And I plan to watch the film again. I didn't really uh, miss much of the plot, thankfully. Um, but, um... In the end, I just had to go with it. And I think um, once that, uh, the dark setting of the opening sequence was done, it only appeared every now and then, and I just managed to sort of go into some kind of Zen
0: Eckhart toll mode. Glenn Eckett wrote in the comment box, Indiana Jones and the blue spot of mild inconvenience. Oh, massive mild inconvenience. And mild inconvenience can just in- extrapolate in your head, yeah, can't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's just like yeah, I know it's mildly inconvenient. It's not a massive. It doesn't look like a smurf, but um, you know, it's there. I can see it, and it's it does. It
0: shouldn't be there. Yeah. Okay, so you you recorded some voice notes last night. Are they are from after the film? Yes, 100%. I just really want to make sure that we play those, and I've got to be done in twenty five minutes. So just I'm just trying to work out the next twenty five. How long do you reckon they are? Um, I think it's about. Eight minutes.
1: Eight minutes? Seven to eight minutes. Maybe not that long. I can't remember. And do I can't you, remember.
0: Do you sort of review the movie straight away from having just come out? Uh, yes, I do, yeah. Okay. Right. I'll make sure I, I put that on in the next ten minutes. So, is there anything... I, I I don't know what to... Where do you reckon we should go from here? Do you want to review the movie, movie or explain your experience of it as you go, as you watch it?
1: Um... I think uh, whatever you um, whatever you fancy to to listen to sort of thing.
0: Okay, so you sat back down after the blue dot. What was it? What was it like, David? What was this movie? Well, I, I want to save the review. Oh, sh- should we listen to the? Yeah, let's listen what, to. your your review after you watched the movie last from last night. Yeah, we can listen to that. Yeah, definitely oh, amazing. Okay, right. I just don't want to forget that that you did that last night. No, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, seven minutes. Okay, should, we just, should I just put it on? We'll have a listen.
1: I, I think one thing to be aware of it is that um, yeah. when it came out of Cannes, the reviews were very poor. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, um, a lot of people said they shouldn't have brought it out at the Cannes Film Festival because the reaction from the critics was very negative. hmm just just to put that in context, do
0: you know what I mean? So you're, sit, you're sitting there watching it. The, the blue dot is always there for the rest of the film? Once it
1: starts lighting up, and also, thankfully, when it's in New York in the 60s, it's a lot, lot brighter. When it was um, during the opening action sequence, you know, the James Bond opening mission, uh, that's very dark. And I think they've done that because um, he's de-aged to a Raids of the Lost Ark age. You know, he's like 40-year-old Harrison Ford, which at times works, other times it doesn't. Um, um, I think some people have been overly critical towards it. But it's very dark then. And, and they do that a lot of the time to, um, to help the special effects. It's like, I remember He-Man, Masters of the Universe movie, that's set over one night because of special effects. The same with Die Hard and films like that, it makes it a lot cheaper to do. but um, uh, So that blue spot really stuck out massively. But then as the film went on, it's a lot, lot brighter. It's got like a summer New York 60s vibe
0: to it. How are you feeling as you're watching the movie? Um, Rather than what, how the movie is, how are you feeling?
1: Trying to stop, almost like um, I, I might as well be at a Buddhist um, uh, meditation session like an Eckhart Tolle uh, gathering in the sense that I'm like don't look at the blue dot don't focus on the blue dot just <laughs> focus on the plot you know you have you basically um the manager's been you've had the usher in there's no one else can help you this you know. feels
0: like a cruel prank from the universe oh
1: yes that is exactly what it felt like that is spot on that's exactly it. It's like this is the Truman Show and Ed Harris is having a bad day. Do you know what I mean? It literally was a prank from the universe. I've been pr- totally utterly pranked. Yes, punked.
0: Do you know what the prank was? What's that? You're going to... If we let you watch the movie without the blue dot, you're just going to say it's two, three stars, son. So i tell you what, before you slag this Kim movie off have a bit of this
1: blue dot yeah absolutely there you go mr cinema do you know look through the aesthetics and just appreciate the storytelling can you look through the blue dot it's almost like a neo from the matrix karate kid um challenge type of thing and i failed it horrifically
0: did you manage to watch the film and lose yourself in it or were you constantly thinking about the blue dot No,
1: I I, I did manage to because the cinematography was very bright and the blue dots, you you got rid of it quite quickly.
0: How did you feel watching it? Did the little David Edwards get a tickle under his armpit? Yes, he certainly did. Absolutely,
1: yeah. 100%. I take my hat off to James Manigold in the sense that this film is a lot, 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 lot better than the critics say it is. From my personal point of view, do you know what I mean? I would say it's filmmaking. I felt quite emotional then. I'm glad. I'm glad you did, sir. It's high pedigree filmmaking. It's very impressive what James Manigold has in, has actually done. It's
0: not perfect.
1: I don't do you, care about that. Nothing's perfect.
0: Nothing's perfect, No, No, nothing, nothing's perfect. I agree not even a white chocolate Oreo. Did you feel emotional at all during that?
1: Um, did I feel emotional? Yes, I did. There were, there were, there were moments definitely when Sola and Harrison Ford are together at times, two really old men. Um, And they're like, um, he's in Sulla's kitchen and there's kids running around, but it's an old New York apartment, but it's filmed very similar to when they're at Sulla's house in Egypt, Cairo, and he's got kids running around. But then Sulla's talking about being so old and the best adventures are behind them. I felt quite emotional then, certainly. That definitely had an emotional element to it. It is... I, James Managold, I've got a lot of respect for that chap, I think he's done a very good, and the Butterworth brothers, it's, it's heaps upon heaps better than uh, Crystal Skull. It, it knocks because Crystal Skull was just so bland. There's some really good moments in this film. And i tell you something else. It's, it's a film. It's a bit like my Casino Royale was good with James Bond. And I'm repeating myself a bit now from my voice message that I did in the car last night that I made the observation that, um, Casino Royale was great because it was a Bond film about being Bond. This is an Indiana Jones film about being Indiana Jones. There's a proper character arc here. Um, I would say that at times the, um, uh, it's a bit too CGI at times. The second act lags. I know I always talk about second acts, but it definitely lags in this film. The actual, um, uh, Action sequences aren't that nail-biting at times. But um, Harrison Ford's brilliant in it. It's a great farewell to the character. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is really good. She always plays like a female Han Solo, which is really interesting, because that's almost part of Harrison Ford's kind of canon. And also, a lot of people say the third act is bonkers, and it jumps the shark, or the nuclear fridge, as people now call it, as, as a, like a reference to Crystal Skull. But I would say... I prefer that than the boring Crystal Skull ending, which was just paint by numbers. It was so obvious what was going to happen at the end of that film. This one is like, where are we going here? This is crazy. Do you know, like sometimes you listen to a podcast where it tells you about mad ideas people had for movies, but no one actually financed it because it was too crazy and out there. It's like that, but they've actually filmed
0: it and they've done it. And, uh, so I, I just don't want to make, I want to make sure I want to listen to the, your review having just seen it you d- and make sure we're not repeating. Should we listen to, yeah, yeah you, I, I really want to hear what bit. you, yeah. Yeah. I really want to hear what you, uh, here we go. So this is David. What, when did you record this? Uh,
1: immediately afterwards. In your car? In my car, in my Skoda. Okay. So hopefully it will pick up. Here we go. It's going to be painful listening to myself back. I am fresh from my Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny uh, experience. Um, I'm in Sydney World Chichester car park um, as we speak. Um, so there's a lot of sound around me. It's boy racers in their souped up uh, Fast and Furious wannabe uh, fiestas. Fiestas uh, zooming around me whilst... Um, eating McFlurries which you know ain't a bad lifestyle to have I'm not not uh, knocking it but I'm just saying uh, the acoustics might be a bit of Vin Diesel in the background um, so yeah Indiana Jones Dial of, the Desti- Dial of Destiny uh, the opening for me was a bit of
0: I just suddenly thought David you've got to do you've got to do reviews in your car just five minute reviews and put them on YouTube my god be all over them, like a rash.
1: And full because um, I sat down, ready to watch a DH Harrison Ford, and there was problems with the projector. There was a massive
0: blue dot. dot
1: in the uh, centre of the screen. So a bit annoying. I had to get up and get the usher to look at the screen. Uh, she couldn't see the black dot. Then we had to go and get the um, manager um, to, um, to have a look as well and uh, he agreed with me that there was a black dot. Um, you know, it's a blue dot, not a blue like, dot. Like yeah. a, um, I don't know, a sniper was in the balcony getting ready to shoot um, Harrison Ford between the eyes. Uh, they, they never got rid of the blue dot, but anyway, I finally, finally sat down, so some of the beginning was ruined for me. But the main thing is, it's gotta be said, I, wa- I was quite happily pleased with the film. There was a lot of scathing reviews from um, Can when the film first came out and I think um, it was overly critical. Um, the de-aging special effects when I finally sat down after having the drama with the manager, um, it wasn't bad, the opening sequence, uh, overuse of CGI, but you've got to meet them halfway because you're dealing with a 78-year-old man. Um, who uh, I think, you know, uh, his life insurance is probably more expensive than the entire budget for the film, even though the budget for the film was $300 million. When they cut to him in the 60s of a 70, 70-year-old man, you get a real, um, quite a detailed character study of a hero in his last days. It almost reminded me of the old man in Up type of thing, a kind of um, slightly curmudgeoning kind of man... Uh, you know, um, who's had his best days and can't see much great um, aspirations for his future. And the action sequences, once again, very CGI-based, and you've got to be realistic, he's quite elderly now, but I would say well executed. Matt Middleton is great as the villain, no issues there at all. I would say the film is ten times better than uh, Crystal Skull. And I'd say James Manigold, who obviously took over from Spielberg, um, that's They are big, big shoes to fill. I mean, they're not even shoes, are they? They're, they're skyscrapers, you're trying to put your feet inside. And I thought he did a, not a bad job. I thought there was some really uh, skillfully um, done moments. There's a great horse chase. Um, and also, uh, Harrison Ford feels very vulnerable at times. You know, you really do feel um, that he's under pressure. He's not just this two-dimensional hero figure they're just carting out. And also, you do feel as though Harrison Ford, you know, as Indiana Jones, is going for a character arc. There's development in the protagonist. I would say, which I do find myself saying a lot, it did start to lag during the second act of the movie, certainly. It's sort of, um, the sequences weren't as nail-biting as you'd hope. Um, and also, uh, um, Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge, I um, hope I got her surname correct there. Um, I thought she was really good and in many ways she um, reminded me of a kind of Han Solo figure. The way she's more interested in money. Doesn't matter, and, uh, we're in the moment, this is lovely. In any kind of like, um, you know, historical, archeological values about looking after the past. The final act of the movie has divided people massively. It does get pretty nuts and crazy. I'm not gonna give you any spoilers, but in a way, I appreciate that more in the sense that um, uh, the plot zigged and zagged in the third act. It kept you interested. It's like, right, okay, this is a bit nuts. Where are they gonna go with this? And I preferred that to Crystal Skull because Crystal Skull just was almost paked by numbers, the finale to that. You really knew what was gonna happen. It was Indiana Jones 4 at that point, and it was just following the footsteps of the previous film. This ending um, takes a lot of risks, uh, which has you know left people slightly, um, you, know, un- you know, a bit taken back and not like hundred percent happy of where it goes. But I preferred the risk taking because at least it kept you occupied and stimulated. And I think James Mangold personally pulled it off, even though it does go into like a um, slightly unorthodox direction. I thought it um, pulled it off. I thought, generally, it was a, a well-executed piece of cinema. You know, compared to the other films that I've seen this summer, like The Flash, Transformers, certainly Fast and the Furious, it's a higher pedigree of summer blockbuster. And I think if I was the producers, and I'd shown it at the Cannes Film Festival, and they really attacked at the Cannes Festival, they, they really did get their daggers out, I think I'd have been a bit disappointed. It's like, what do you expect? I mean, these films are very hard to meet the fan base, and it's film number five. You're dealing with a 78-year-old action hero. I know I keep going on about that, but you know it's got its limitations of what you can do. Your leading man. I reckon James Mangold. It was very respectable what he pulled off. I think I went in there with quite low expectations, and yeah, there were problems at times. You know, I keep saying it, but it's very CGI. There's a lot of green screen. Um, the set pieces aren't really nail biting I enjoyed the character pieces more than anything else it's more like you've got a very nice character um, driven Indiana Jones film in some ways, not entirely but in some ways it reminded me a bit of Casino Royale in the, the James Bond film where it was a Bond film about Bonds and this was like an Indiana Jones film about Indiana Jones um, at times, I was thinking, would a young audience be consistently engaged? Perhaps not, really. Um, a lot of it definitely relies on the charm of Harrison Ford and the nostalgia. They don't go over the top of the nostalgia, but it's enough there to keep you occupied, certainly. I would say, not bad at all. I would say, four out of five ice chocks. Simple as. Um, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. Not bad whatsoever. I think you know, I'd take my fedora off to James Manigold. Very tricky challenge, and I think he pulled it off. Definitely.
0: God, he goes on beneath me flipping it. No, that was so no, um... he doesn't. That was superb. Well, it's kind of so I found out. Out of five ice. You change it to ice chocks when you know it's chock ices. Oh, is it? I put <laughs> ice. Chockeyses, you're quite right. What well, is a nice shot?
1: Five. Oh yeah, I think um, it's 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 filmmaking of a high high pedigree, definitely. I think that the review was a little repetitive, um,
0: but um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think for, it's allowed to be for this episode. This that was the first. You just come out of the cinema there, fresh fresh from it, fresh from it.
1: I definitely say. Do you know? I just say. He's doing a Bob Dylan film next, John James Man, uh, Manigold. It'd be interesting what he does with that. Timothy, um, sh- I can never remember his surname. Shalomone. It's nothing like that. It's a, it's a guy who stars in June and um, um, and Willy Wonka. I'd be interested to see what he does next. I mean, John is-
0: Bone says in the comment box, "A higher pedigree of summer blockbuster." There's your strap line. Perfect
1: abso bloody lovely. Has anyone seen it in the chat box? John Bone's
0: seen it, and he loved it.
1: Yeah, I think it's... Let me read out
0: some John Bone comments, because I know he's seen it, and I know he liked it. Um, da-da-da-da-da, bear with. I felt a sniffle approaching near the end. Um, it's 100% better than the critics' views. Um... Uh, may I counter that it was the lack of relentless nail-biting scenes that built tension and made it so good. It was like the original three films, not the crap that was crystal turd. 100% agree, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think John put on my Patreon yesterday that he loved it and wanted to know what you thought of it, so he's not I, saying it off the back of your review.
1: Abs- yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think... Um, the, it, it, there was a lot of moments where they created genuine drama probably more so there were some moments where indiana jones was in very vulnerable positions perhaps more so than any of the other four films even raids of the lost ark where he felt like a very believable real character and um yeah, it just felt like a very well executed, well put together, carefully examined, um, piece of filmmaking. Do you know what I mean? You just felt like you were in real capable hands, basically, all the way through. And, um, definitely, I would say, um, you know, the opening act, the first act where you see him in the 60s and where he's found himself as kind of like almost slightly alcoholic, drinking whiskey, teaching these kids that aren't interested, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a really compelling character study. Definitely. David. When, Sorry, go on. No, no, go for, but you know, when people get shot as well, you really feel it. It's like, oh blimey, he's just got, he's just taken a bullet in the knee. You know, it's, and I think you've got to be a real master filmmaker to really pull that off. Cause I mean, in these films, people get shot left, right and center, but number one, when anyone gets shot, you really do feel it in this film. And number two, you do realize that anyone could die in this movie. It has got that tone and feel to it.
0: (laughs) David, that's the final ever Indiana Jones, and you've given it four out of five, and that feels lovely. Absolutely.
1: I I think um, think, uh, the uh, Indiana Jones 5 team can go to bed and rest well, basically, and I think the Star Wars team need to start thinking, how can we pull something like that off?
0: Ruben says, I really want to watch this film now off the back of David's review. Uh, liam says so glad david's review was positive was in two minds if i should listen before watching it next week
1: Ap- give absolutely give it a go i think it's high pedigree summer entertainment that's a good way of describing it as james well, you, no, said. you
0: said you said it he's quoting you oh that's lovely to hear we're <laughs> quoting each other a family of quotas
1: simple as mr. that mr and
0: mrs quota Mr. and Mrs. quote David. Absolutely, we've got to end the podcast now. It's been a wonderful, wonderful episode. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. I would like to give you a platform, if you're up for it. You don't, you don't need to. Uh, you don't need to take this opportunity, but um, I might put some music underneath it. I'd like to give you a little platform um, to thank Harrison Ford and Spielberg for creating Indiana Jones. It's entirely up to you whether you take it.
1: Oh, I would 100% take that platform. I would leap on it now like a mountain cat.
0: Before before you do, we'll just say thank you so much, everybody. We'll, we'll thank you now. Uh, we'll wave goodbye now, and we'll end on yes. uh, David's little monologue. Serial thank you, salute, absolutely. Thank you very much, everybody. Real Thanks salute. for joining us. Thanks for listening, thank everybody. You. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. And we'll return we'll uh, to the normal pod next week. So here we go, David, over to you.
1: I'd like to say, um, you know, to the uh, Holy Trinity of, uh, action adventure, summer blockbuster cinema experiences, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Harrison Ford, well quadrilogy, really you've got, you can't uh, not think of Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, without his wit and scriptwriting skills, it wouldn't be the, um, the movies we're aware of. Thank you for, you know, blessing my childhood and my adulthood. Uh, cause we you know we never turn our back on our childish ways, um, that you know you've given me many an exciting testosterone masculine fueled dopamine hit in the center of my brain like a silver bullet like an assassin firing a silver bullet into my brain and uh, just filling me with a lot of enjoyment um you know I think manhood's a bit more complicated as as appears in the indiana jones films so in a way you've sold me many a lie but those lies were sugar-coated and were very 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 enjoyable it goes without saying um you know so thank you for you know saturating my mind with movie action pulp iconography and uh, a lust for leather jackets and and uh, an and constantly tempting myself uh, on boring rainy days looking at, at fedoras on Amazon and thinking one day I'm just going to buy one of those and stroll down the bloody high street and own it not just own the hat but own the image you know one day I'll do that
0: David one last sentence could you just channel your 10 year old self and with one sentence uh, leave a message for Harrison and Spielberg
1: well, as my 10 year old self 10 year old self Thank you for being the best and making my summer really fun and making me smile endlessly. And when I wandered out from the dark cinema in the sunlight, knowing who I wanted to be when I become an adult and
0: a man. Thank you, David. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening and watching today. See you next week. Cheers. Thank you. Au revoir.